You're totally out the shot. That's the point. This is about you. I'm in this one. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. It should just be you in that shot. Okay, you. okay. We're gonna do this. Okay. Julesy, as y'all know, Julesy is on her channel talking to me about head wraps. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now on my channel, I actually just wanted to talk to her a little bit more about Smart Brown Girl and everything she has going on with that and what the goal is for that. And I guess talk a little bit more about the side of you that maybe is like different from the content creation side of you, I suppose. Like trying to let people see a little bit more into who you are. Okay. You know, um, and I just wanted to start off with something simple because you've lived in so many different places. I right? have, yes. So you've lived in the east, the northeast, northeast, and then now recently you've moved for the last what few years? Three. Yeah, for the last three years. I've been here for three years. Yeah, you've been down here in Texas, and to me, it's just like I always find it fascinating when people from the east come down, mm -hmm. especially like below the Mason Dixon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And hang out with us down here. Ooh, girl, yeah. Uh -huh. um, and like, so what fueled that move? So first of all, when I moved to Texas, I didn't move to Dallas. I moved to Houston. Yeah. Right. And so when you look at the major cities in America, you have New York, D.C., L.A., Atlanta, Chicago, Houston. Yeah. So like cities that have cultural centers and Houston happens to be one of them. And like, I think you can also say like a New Orleans, right? So I knew that I wanted, I was tired of like living someplace that was really expensive. I knew that my audience, as I started on the Smart Brown Girl mission, a lot of my audience is in the Southern United States. And when you talk to black women about success, especially in non-traditional career fields, it's always framed as they either live in New York, LA, and then sometimes Atlanta. And so I, I felt like if I was really gonna start this movement about encouraging black women to be who they wanted to be, I mean, then why limit myself to only staying in the Northeast or only staying in these cities? And that's like, all right, well, I need to be somewhere that has a cultural hub. Um, and so at that point, I was like, well, there's Chicago, New Orleans, Atlanta, or Houston, because LA was too expensive. Atlanta is, I want to say too much traffic, but then I moved to Houston, so that's redundant. Atlanta is just a little, you know, if I, I, the dating struggle in Atlanta, I just wasn't really interested in entertaining that. And I don't feel like Atlanta is really that different from like DC, New York, crowd-wise. Um, and then Chicago's too cold. So I love the, the city, but it's way too cold. Right, so you don't do the cold either? No. I, I mean, not, that. now that I've gotten out of it, there's like literally no reason to go back to it. Okay. And then there is, um, then there was New Orleans or Houston, which is what I was looking at when I moved. Um, I love New Orleans. I love the culture of New Orleans, but it's there's one airport and it's yeah. not the easiest city to get in and out of. Now, if I had Solange level money, I would absolutely live in NOLA. However, as someone who's trying to focus on my ability to take more risk with the Smart Brown Girl stuff, I wanted to live someplace where the cost of living was a lot more effective to that, where I could like truly be an entrepreneur, and if things ever hit a low, God forbid, and they hit that low, girl, <laughs> went low, I could still financially be, be okay and not have to like, drop everything and move, you know, cause I made a lot of decisions in New York based off of my ability to keep a roof over my head and I didn't want to have to think about that anymore. Houston has a really rich culture. It has a black community. Um, and so I originally moved to Houston. I will say that I didn't consider some things though when I moved. Okay, like? Like, 
how difficult it is to make new friends post-college. I mean, and I think I was really spoiled living in New York because I didn't really go to college in New York. I dropped out of college and then moved to New York City. I think you can literally move to New York at any age. And now maybe if you're married though with kids, it's a little bit different, but as a single person, you can absolutely move to New York at any age and find your people. But I think in New York, because it's so expensive, typically we have to have roommates in New York and you kind of have to forge relationships in order to survive. Yeah. And you're I not you're not going to New York to stagnate. You're going to New York to like build your career. Yeah. And so there's just a whole different mindset about relationships and you know, social interactions. So, I didn't really account for how that would impact my ability to build a community or my desire to build said community. Yeah. I thought, oh, well, I'm gonna have to make some more effort, so I'm just gonna make that effort. And I wasn't considering the fact that now I have a YouTube channel and I have some sort of, I wanna say infamy, but I have some sort of notoriety on the YouTube space that translates into real life, that that kind of negatively impacts my relationships. Um, I don't know that I made the, the, um, the best choices when I moved to Houston about where to live and stuff. Yeah. So then, but then, so you transitioned over to Dallas. Yes. So the, I moved to Dallas, which is funny. I moved to Houston for culture, and I legit feel like Dallas has no culture. Someone's gonna come for me with that, but you don't. <laughs> it's white. Because I'm thinking I really like my apartment. I like the neighborhood I live in in Dallas. It's just, it's really cute here. It's, it's, just so y'all know, it's like <laughs> really cute. <laughs> industry is here. The industry that I work in, come like a lot, like uh, Mary Kay is, like not that I work with Mary Kay, but Mary Kay and Sally's Beauty. It's headquartered here. So there's a lot of influencer stuff that happens here. And a lot of times I was getting hit up for stuff because people were like, oh, you're in Texas. And it was in Dallas. Mm -hmm. It was very Dallas centered. And mm -hmm. I, there was a few contracts that I couldn't get because I was in Houston and Houston is considered a sub market. Dallas is considered a primary market. Hmm. So I was yeah. like, okay, well, I don't dislike living in Texas. Um, and so work wise, it makes more sense for me to move to Dallas. And the airport is way cheaper here. Really? But DMW, I love. Okay, okay. So then, like, tell talk to me a little, a little bit about Smart Brown Girl in general. Like, what is your hope for Smart Brown Girl to become? I know it already is something, mm -hmm. and that's great. But like, what do you, what do you hope for it to be? Like, what's its ideal grand scheme? There's you know? so many things that I think Smart Brown Girl can become. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm a thinker. I'm yeah. a creative, but the actual management function of it is like a. Oh my gosh, you know, I I think my my overarching mission with Smart Brown Girl is to encourage critical thought. Yeah. Right? And that kind of breaks down on different functions about like I want us to really be able to like think <laughs> about how things are interconnected and use that as inspiration and use that to allow our ourselves to define ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and not get so caught up in just all these societal norms that bind us in. I would like to like potentially build out, not that there's gonna be a Smart Brown Girl school, but like workbooks and workshops and stuff like that. Doing a tour in the immediate future would be cool. Yeah. Um, doing Smart Brown Girl events. Just providing more resources for black women because I think a lot of times, like kind of where I'm at with Smart Brown Girls, we have all these ideas and we literally have no knowledge of where to start. Yeah. And it's not necessarily because things aren't accessible to us sometimes, it's that we just don't, understand how the pieces of the puzzle fit together yeah and so providing the kind of like knowledgeable resources 
how do I turn around and make an impact? Aside from, I think we know how to protest, we know how to like start nonprofits and do things, but maybe you want to do something a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to have a bit of a greater impact locally. Mm -hmm. So what are like what are the mechanics that make that happen? Like yeah. do you know your house, your senate, and how to reach out to those people and how to approach those. Do I give you a skill, a technical skill, or do I give you knowledge? And yeah. I think a lot of us, our black families kind of had battled with this growing up. and. Like working with Adobe and going there was really bittersweet because I realized how I didn't really get exposure to the creative world. Yeah. Like I knew I was a creative and I initially went to college and I took a photography class and I was a technical theater major because I wanted to do the thing I hate setting up with my YouTube videos. Guess. Video. No. What? Lighting. Lighting. Oh, really? I wanted to light the Grammys. Oh my god. And I went to George Washington because the guy who, who handled the light production for the Grammys in like 2002 was a GW professor. I get where you're coming from. I know for me, like, going to school for film and stuff, I didn't even realize that you could go to school for film until I was in high school, but, but that was because, like, I got plucked away mm -hmm. from, like, the public school side of it and went to, like, basically public-private hybrid high school for yeah. communications, a magnet school. And that was where they were like, yeah, well, you know, like, you love going to movies, you love critiquing them and stuff, you know you can, like, have a career in that, right? And I was like, wait. I mean, really? It's, it's even like for me, it's like, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is shade. Everybody don't have to be a makeup artist. Right. And I think like we, we, we were seeing this proliferation of, is that even the right word? We're seeing like so many more people become makeup artists because I don't think we understand the different ways that we can use our love of makeup artistry, right? Right. But there's so much outside, you know, there's somebody who's a chemist at L'Oreal that is creating these colors. Yeah. It's like when we're critiquing an Anastasia Beverly Hills palette because it's too soft, like there is a science behind why that is what it is. And so, you know, you don't have to deter your child from loving makeup and just push them over to science. You can integrate the two. Right. With when you're thinking about smart brown girl for the future, do you see it having like a centralized location? You know, cause like I, live, I live in Deep Ellum and there's like all these like office spaces mm -hmm. around here, like, you know, workspaces, like the, with the windows all open. And I'm like, hmm, but what will we be doing in the office, right? Like having programs, having- that, Well, obviously to run the website, yeah, I would have to get an office. So that could be one function of it. Um, and also I want there to be like a history component. Like I don't yeah. think we um, have a really great understanding of black women in history. I think African-American history has definitely hit a stride, but it's very male oriented. Yes. And I don't, I think there's a lot of erasure of the black woman that is going, and I would love to be a part of that, bringing it back into the context of mainstream American history. I wonder like, I guess, for, I wonder if it would be because I could creating see, curriculum. Yeah, creating curriculum, or I could see you partnering with like different. Maybe they're watching. Maybe like different museums or organizations well, and things you like know, that. One day hit me up, dog. Oh, really? It's like the African American <laughs> History Museum, <laughs> the in Museum DC. of African American History and Culture. Yeah. Aha. Yeah. Partnering. I have a meeting coming up with them that I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but yes, make this happen. See, yeah. But I, you know, even like another thing, I didn't know until I started a YouTube channel. Like, I love the 100 Years of Beauty series because it kind of it meets right where I like I went. Like, it inspires critical thought. It's yeah. about beauty that yeah. everyone's into, um, and it shows the culture and history and the political intersection. You know, the guy that does all the research for that is a 
I think he's an anthropology, a cultural anthropology PhD at UWASH. Okay. And he's, they hired him as a media consultant. So he's not even just a, re it's not like he just does the research for it. Like he really puts together the concepts of the videos and like how to curate them. And he's, he's essentially using his degree in a way that like I never, I was like, wow. So that's kind of like, every time I talk to somebody about applying for a doctoral program for my PhD, they're all like, well, what are you gonna do with your YouTube? But I'm like, nah, but it all ties in it's because all, it's yeah. like this thing that I never knew could be. Yeah. Since knowing that you don't really technically like Dallas that much, you like the place you live, which I, I don't like the community in Dallas. Yeah. That's what I don't like. Yeah. But also, I haven't, I also have no desire to put effort into it. Right. So where do you see, where do you see yourself in the next year? Do you see yourself oh, wait, still Even here? in the next year, I mean. Well, okay, I, well, fine, two. Let's say two then. Because I know you, I know you're you're here to August. Ideally, I would like to get into a PhD program, but that's five to seven years. Yeah, and I'm 32 now, girl. <laughs> at some point, I would like to find me a black man that respects black women and who love me and start a family. That would be, you know, I'm being told it's a unicorn of a dream, but whatever. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm gonna find him in Dallas though. But yeah, I would definitely like to do that and start a family in the process of pursuing my PhD. And I think it's kind of up in the air, like, do I stay in Dallas? I don't think I'm gonna raise a family in Dallas. I'm not going to raise a family in Texas. Yeah. Actually. Definitely not Dallas. If I was going to raise a family and stay in Texas, I would go back to Houston. Okay. Either I'm gonna end up settling down in Houston or I gotta go back to the East Coast. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, do you, you don't really see yourself going back to the East Coast and living there and settling there. I like this idea of community. And I like this idea of living amongst your community. Mm -hmm. Like even whether your community is your family, your friends, you know, having like these really strong interpersonal bonds and like literally living in the same neighborhood together. Yeah. But my family, like my dad and my brother are in Delaware, my mom is in Florida, my sister is in Georgia. Ain't nobody trying to move, but I'm like, maybe if I make enough money, I can convince them all to like, let's all move somewhere central. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know that I'm ever really gonna like anywhere outside of Brooklyn, New York. And okay. I don't have any desire to go back and live there, but that really is where my community is. And even at this point, a lot of my friends are moving elsewhere or they're, they're like gearing up to like go elsewhere, right? Like yeah. that's not the end stop for them. But I wanna be accessible and surrounded and close to those people so that like we can raise our families together. Yeah, and build communities in that. And I, don't, and I have no idea where that might be. Like, yeah. you know, we could all end up in Maryland with the rest of the black folks. Um, <laughs> I feel like everyone's in that area. Like everyone's in like, cause it's like the it's like the nice middle ground, right? It, you know. No, yeah. Cause I'm you not, have, and you have accessibility to like. I'm not at all else. opposed to moving back and living in Maryland. Where else? Like where else do you go? Especially because I think a lot about the political structure. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, it's terrible here. Oh, girl. And that's part of why I can't really like love it here because yeah. I, I like, I'm very aware of the disenfranchisement, specifically of black and brown bodies here. And yeah. even, the, it, I mean, it impacts me on some level because like doctors don't take my Obamacare. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I have the economic privilege that I can kind of over, I can compensate for that. Right. But it's, it's really hard to love a state that's getting socially conservative, no matter how, because I know this facade of progressiveness is not real. Yeah. And the Democrats in Dallas are just like horrible. So I don't know. 
And something I so something that really like drew me to your channel mm -hmm. when I first because all y'all probably don't even realize I actually emailed Julesy out of the blue. Did you? Yeah, when we had dinner together. But in I Houston. knew who you were though. I remember the email because you were like, "Oh my god," <laughs> and I was like, "Girl, I watch your channel though." Like you, I like I used to comment on you and Evelyn when y'all did the collab series. Did you? I mean, I knew. And that's how I, I knew who you were. And I was like, she got so much hair. <laughs> She got all that hair. <laughs> no, so like I remember we had dinner or whatever. But like I think the thing that drew me to your channel, aside from especially, I think I actually started. I followed your channel originally for like yes, the hair. Mm -hmm. But as I as I saw you transitioning, that was actually what drew me more to you, was because it was like you were so knowledgeable and yet still so approachable. So like, I remember you've talked about how like, I don't come from, I don't come from black excellence, like all this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but it's like, and I know I think you, I'm trying to remember the context of the video. It wasn't, I don't think you were trying to like, be no. deterrent about it, but like, I think that adds to your character and what makes you so like, valuable in the YouTube space is that you're so approachable in the way you talk about these topics. And that directly ties to where you came from and how you grew up. Like, it's an asset, you know? Like, I'm not bougie. But basically, I, I, I guess That's so. such a compliment, thank you. A long you. way to go to <laughs> say that, but yeah. <laughs> like, I wanna be able to, like, meet my audience, right? Because I think yeah. it means, I don't need to be complimented, but it, me it means so much to me that, like, I get to see who's actually watching my channel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, cause I get, I'm inspired by y'all too. Yeah. But don't act like, you, you, the email was out of the blue for you, but where I like, I was like, girl, I just watching your video, duh. <laughs> We've yeah. talked about where you possibly see yourself going, more or less. Uh -huh. And like what, what vision or like what goals you have for yourself personally. Uh -huh. So where do you see, the United, like what is exciting about the United States right now? Because I mean, yes, Ooh. things are definitely Ooh. scary right now. Things are definitely scary. Um, I think allyship's a big thing that we like, that has, I think, awoken a lot of people with what has happened recently politically. A lot of allyship has come out of that. Hmm. Like looking at it from a glass half full kind of way. Mm -hmm. um, You're being real positive right now, but I okay. gotta be, someone's gotta be, someone's okay. gotta be yeah. okay. <laughs> um, um, but like, I've also noticed, even within this short time, some of the best art I've seen has come out, some of the best writing I've seen has come out. Like, what are you, what are you feeling? I definitely feel like we are more hyper aware of our ability to create history and influence that, and that we do not want to be a part of the they, as DJ Khaled puts it, right? Um, you know, because when you read a history book, there's the they who allowed, you know, Nazi Germany to be a thing. There's the they that allowed the Rwanda genocide to be a thing. You know, there's just all these people that played into these really big catastrophes. And we realized that we don't want to be identified as just the general population who did nothing. We want to be the people who, even if we might not be successful in the short term, we want to, in the long term, be remembered for the work we did. And so I think there's a heightened sense of that, and that's why you're seeing a lot more creativity come out. Um, yeah, I think on the flip side, I think part of when you do realize like how bad things are, because right? we've been coasting, we had it like, woo. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to hold off on resenting the idea that my 30s will be set, spent with this happening like my prime right yeah and it's like dang did i really just take all the way for granted the obama era yeah right 
Yeah. Um, cause that was just a beautiful, like hope is a powerful drug, bruh. Um, and now yeah. because I'm so aware of politics on the local and national level that I'm like, oh my gosh, we are we. I think we're way deeper than people realize we are in, and it's. I don't think I'm fatalistic about it though yet. Like, yeah. like I can say it. Like we we fucked for, for <laughs> something. Like we we really are. Like it's bad. It's really bad. But I do think that we are. I also kind of have more hope in the people now though. Yeah. I feel like really, I do that, too. That was one of my critiques like, of Obama. I think he trusted people's like ability to care too much. Mm. And so it's not that I trust that the general population cares, but I do think that more of the right people. Care. Will be invested yeah. and work and willing to work in a way that really can push for a change, but it's going to be very uncomfortable. Yeah, I think we are going to reach a peak and realize that things just have to be dismantled, and that we are not going to be able to survive in a system that was literally set up to oppress us. Yeah, um, or oppress the people in general. And so it's interesting to see what that will look like. My final question that I wanted to ask for you is, yeah. How can people support you? How can people support Smart Brown Girl and the movement? <laughs> so there's these, they're, they're gorgeous. They're wonderful. You can lay on them. It's so beautiful. And you too can buy one at shopsmartbrowngirl.com. I also published a book. It's available on Amazon. It's called Send It On That. Uh, SendItOn.com. It's called Send It On. Like the D'Angelo song. It's a collection of short stories about a young woman coming into her womanhood. It's an emotional stress stories. Um, and then my Patreon. And honestly, you can literally support by if you are into what I talk about and if you are actually into my content. It's weird, I'm not really interested in like building my YouTube channel bigger. Really? Like I don't, if I get more subscribers, I do, I don't, I'm more interested in engagement. Like, are you watching and engaging me? Like, am I hearing you? Like, and I don't even really mind when people disagree with me. I know folks are scared to comment. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> but I love a good healthy debate. So it's it's not that I think you're you're like a horrible person. It's that I like a good debate and I will debate with you. But um, I just generally like hearing from people that watch. Like I don't know why black women have such a fear of commenting in the comment section that they're watching. Because it's a two way it's a two way street of inspiration. Yeah, definitely. So, well, Jersey. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. For doing this. You're awesome. Links to her store will be in the description box. You can check out our head wrap tutorial that's lit. Because <laughs> Halise helped me do it, brah. It's going to be on another level. You know, we stepping the game up. Okay. We'll see you when we see you. See you soon.